and we are live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. The Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This Vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the dry sand effect because I don't know which way my camera is pointed, if it's pointing the right way or if it's pointing the wrong way. And the only way of finding that out is to actually put something up to the camera and find out, does the audience read it correctly or does my co-host panel read it correctly? Because if they can read it, then there's something wrong. I know, technology, whatever. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage that sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. Yeah, I don't script any of this stuff. It just comes off, falls out of the bottom of the brain pan. That's the way that it works. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. That's S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi. You know, every time I, I watch a video on, on YouTube that comes up on my recommendations, it's always, you know, people who are, who are, doing Minecraft building or they're doing reaction channels. And they're just like, Hey, my name is InfoQuest build person. And it's no, no, that's, that's what you're called. That's not your name. Unless it actually comes addressed to you that way through the post, which believe it or not, through the post, they know to send it to Shujin Tribble, whatever. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. I'm drinking coffee tonight. What of it? From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget Fitch. That's four weeks in a row. That's a that's a record for me. Hi, good evening. Good evening. So, are you uh, ready to give us your fluffy best tonight? I will do my best. I'm kind of brain dead, but you know, I'm hanging in there. Yeah, there, there's reasons why I said that. We'll explain momentarily. And, uh. And I'm waiting for that. I'm waiting for that mute button to get pressed again. You know what? We'll see what happens. And from the East Coast of the U.S., where Mother Nature just gave a blowjob to, apparently, this week. <laughs> God. Unrenowned Tech, are you even there? I think he fell in. He, you know, he, he had a bio break just before we got started. I had to go get myself a drinky poo because I, I needed to drinky poo. Yes, it's coffee. Yes, it's, it's not black because I actually like myself a little bit. Not a lot. Just, just, just a little bit. We'll see what happens. So, hi. Good to be back with y'all. Black coffee is nasty. Black coffee is nasty when it's just coffee with no cream or sugar. It's just bleh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some people, you know. Some people do, but I'll just. Yeah. Some people are little kids on airplane. And there's a reference that some of you people should actually get. And if you don't, you need to borrow a copy of Airplane I from somebody. What? I know that's terrible, but. Little kids on airplanes can get on my last nerve, no, no, especially not, when no, they kick in the seat. Not airplanes, airplane with an exclamation point. The movie. Yeah. Black Coffee. I've, I've, I've seen the movie, yeah. Whatever. Anyway. I was just remembering like the last time that I had to fly and there was like some kid that was three behind me kept kicking my seat. And it was getting on my nerves. And so I finally just shoved a lollipop in his face. And I'm like, here. It was a bribe, you know. 
I can't say I blame you. So like people kicking my seat. No, it, over it, and over again. No, it, it's 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 just that anytime I hear about anybody who's got a lollipop to give out, it's um, a doctor's office, um, uh-huh. uh, a, a tooth driller's office, or a teller at a bank. Lollipop, lollipop, oh, la, 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 Yeah, lollipop. I think this was a charms pop with bubble gum, and I don't care if his mother approved or not. It got him to quit kicking my seat. Nah, perfectly fine. By the way, I, under, I carry bribes. Good. Under no tech, you're finally back. Hi. Hi. That's we're live. Me. Yeah. yeah we're we live. Are. And um, yeah, I, I announced you as um, living on the east coast of the US where Mother Nature has given a blowjob to this whole week. So. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, Nova Scooters are about to get it. Oh, man. I mean, I recharged my uh, hair uh, hair trimmer just just for the event. <laughs> I mean, if Mother Nature's willing, I got I, you know I want to present myself nice for her, you know. Recharge your hair trimmer. Uh, is that the one that uh, when you switch it on goes? No. Don't tell me you're doing manscaping, please. No, I um, it, no, I have a. Um, Does it say Hitachi on the side? No, it doesn't. <laughs> Have you? Most people here have gone to a hairstylist or a barber shop, where they've had the very small hair trimmer for doing fine edge work on like your uh, sideburns and things like that. Okay. So I have one like that, but it runs on an uh, eighteen six fifty battery, uh, lithium rechargeable battery. Okay. Um, okay, I had something similar and, at one time. Yeah, and it's nice because it holds a charge for a long time, whether you use it or not. Those. Uh, those particular battery cells, you know, let them sit on a shelf uh, with a certain amount of charge, and that thing won't hold the charge for years. Um, and, and no, I'm not doing manscaping. Uh, <laughs> I use it for uh, my beard and for my mustache and my sideburns and such. Nothing wrong I think Shujin's looking at what I put in chat. <laughs> The Hitachi one. It was actually called the uh, Magic Wand, made by Hitachi. Yeah, but, but everybody fun knows fact, what it is. That was actually what I was talking made, about. That truly was made for th- muscle therapeutic reasons for your back, your legs, your arms, and things like that. It was not made for what it ended up ended up being used for and becoming well known for. In fact. Hitachi was so upset at one point and concerned with what it would, how it was reflecting on their brand name, that they wanted to stop producing it completely. <laughs> I am not kidding. There's like no, a I, 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 media I, entry on this. Thing. I, know, I, 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 believe, I believe you. The the thing that's actually going through my head is I'm remembering that amongst all of the other things that. Uh, that the Hello Kitty brand has been licensed out for also included personal pleasure devices. Mm-hmm. I'll leave it at that because as far as Hello Kitty is concerned, they will market to any and everybody that's willing to give them a cut. And now that we've totally slid off the rails. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, seriously, uh, we got to put this in the show notes because if nobody has ever read the Wikipedia (laughs) entry on the magic wand, I mean, one episode of sex in the city in 2002 featured it. 
It stole out of it sold out of stores everywhere. <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. So I mean <laughs> And it comes it comes instead of blue, it comes in red too. I'm just saying. It, they make multiple there's actually multiple versions now. Um, with different strengths, powers, vibration modes, uh, uh, even cordless models. And they made a mini version that can go in your purse. Um, are we allowed to talk about the Bluetooth editions, pocket size, so to speak? Oh, I would, oh, that, no, no, no. Okay. People spying on you just know. No, there's there's no. Mm, We're not doing Bluetooth. No. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say this one. What are you talking about? The fact that I actually have a tool on my phone called Ramble that allows me to um, sniff out people's uh, open uh, Bluetooth wireless devices, like yeah. you know the little things they wear on their wrists that keep all their biometric data and shit. Oh, that's their scary. Wallets. Oh yeah, I I went to uh, work with it. I turned it on. I let it sit there for 20 minutes and then I turned to my operations lead and I said, so, um, I noticed you're wearing a Fitbit. Does it happen to be models? And I rattled off the model and she goes, yeah, how'd you know? I said, my phone told me. She goes, what? That's creepy. This is what happens when you're surrounded with the EM. Yeah. There's a difference between, uh, th- there's a fine line between, having it user-friendly and having it secure. And it's very hard to make the two properly compatible. Mm-hmm. But we knew this. <laughs> the internet was never designed for true security. It was designed for redundancy. And for anybody that doesn't know anything about that, we will turn your tam- t- your timetables back to the Cold War and leave it there and you can read up for later. So let's get on to the stuff that we're supposed to do, which is, of course, thank the folks that are actually joining us because, you know, if you're up late at night, oh, dark, stupid in the morning, you can join us while we record over here on YouTube. All you need to do is just, you know, pop on in, which would include, yes, which would include Stephanie. Ha, yeah. Before we got started, uh, I, I jokingly had said, um, so is everybody acclimated to God Save the King yet? And, you know, uh, well, it's taken a minute. Yeah. Stephanie, Stephanie had, uh, had commented, I'm not a monarchist, but I have a soft spot for King Charles because I know too much about him. I remember him being mocked for turning the home farm of the Duchy of Cornwall, Cornwall organic. You know, I thought about that before we got started. And whether earned or not, the closest analog I could think of was when we had George Bush the Younger, who who was constantly harassed for not exactly being the sharpest tool in the shed, shall we say. Was it true? At this point, I'm far enough removed where I don't care. We've had, we've had uh, people in charge who have been smarter, who have been less with it. We've had some who have believed in the power of astrology. Yeah, I know. I'm saying it tongue in cheek, but you know, 
by and large, um, we haven't nuked the planet yet entirely. So uh, I'd, I'd say go human species, I suppose. I know I, 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 I said, you know, we haven't nuked the planet exactly, even though we kind of have. That's that's on me and my country. I'm sorry. But hey, look at the bright side. I, I hate it when I talk myself into a corner and I don't know how to. You know what? How about we just do this? I'll just I'll just move the the plot along for tonight and we'll figure out what the hell it is. Uh, I actually thought you were there. starting the plot doing that. <laughs> yeah, I really really didn't know. Actually, I can kind of use that as a jumping off point. So, how about I go ahead and I get that started and then uh, we'll get into the meat and potatoes of the whole damn thing. So, with five minutes on the clock that I got for you, your five-minute freestyle starts right now. It's titled Go. And, you know, after, after having said that, uh, the first thing that some people might think of, very few people. There is a game called Go in Japan. It's, it's, it is an ancient game. It's a simple game, rules-wise. It's just really difficult to win at if you don't know how to plan ahead. You know, there, there's some people that think that, you know, chess is the ultimate, you know, desktop game for a tabletop game for people to really stretch their brain power. Uh, I, I guess so. I was never really one for chess. It, it was like, you know, uh, too complicated. Can't follow. You're supposed to be learning and figuring out stuff, you know, three moves ahead. I can't, I can't do that. It was screwed. Go is a simple thing of two players. Got uh, player pieces. One side is black. One side is white. You put them down on a, on a grid. And if you're able to put your color on the opposite side of your opponent's colors, you flip them over and they become your size, your side. And, you know, it's it takes a while to try to figure out. Uh, I am sure that there are a couple of Parker Brothers or Milton Bradley versions out there, but. In this case, believe it or not, go literally is go. In Spanish, well, now I, I painted myself into a corner because I thought that I remembered, I want to say, vem, veni, veni. You know what? Screw it. Go. As in travel. Get the hell away. Just move from one location to another. Get the hell away. Get out. Get outside. Even if it's raining. You know, there's nothing wrong with using an umbrella. And in the UK, they'd call them rubbers, but whatever. And that's another reason to get out, to go, to experience, to learn. Because here in America, in North America entirely, you know, when we say, don't go out without your rubbers, you know, you're going to get people laughing and, and dittering or maybe, you know, turning red in the face because they're embarrassed and the folks in the UK are just like, I mean, that's just sound advice. You go out, you find out what other people have to say about things, how they describe things. One of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite stories is how when my wife and I were in Australia and we saw 
as we're as we're being driven along, we saw a place with an overhang with an awning, and the name of the company was Rent a Ute. Reminding you, this was 1999, not very very long after my cousin Vinny had come out and was sent to me by my sadistic mom after I had gallbladder surgery. Thank you very much. Laparoscopic through the stomach. What are you not supposed to do after you have laparoscopic surgery through your belly? Take a guess. There you go. So we had to actually ask after we stopped laughing, the two of us. Oh, a ute out here is a utility vehicle. It's just the shorthand for it. It's slang. You get to learn about people. You learn about culture through the way that you interact with people who aren't where you are. I used to be able to pick out accents when I was taking phone calls for products. Reminding you, I came from Long Island. I picked out somebody's accent who was on Long Island before they told me where they were so that I could ship a product to them. And I asked, okay, are you actually in, and the, the town that I named was, um, don't even, don't even remember off the top of my head, but it turned out I was literally one town off and the guy was just absolutely flabbergasted. How the hell did you know? Well, I grew up a couple of towns over. I could hear the difference. There is a difference in how we speak, how we communicate, how we convey ideas from one to another. It can change as little as from town to town, from county to county. Travel 20 minutes in the UK and you'll experience this easily. Get the hell out. Get the opportunity of talking to people. A homogenous language is simple to understand, sure. But man, you lose so much without all the extras. It is episode 423 on the docket, Your Honor. Laugh to not cry. You know, I'm, I'm. The, yeah, the, the last couple of weeks, I've, I've, I've had a really, really hard time of trying to figure out what in the hell to talk about. Because, I mean, ostensibly, this show was supposed to have been almost entirely about irreligion, you know, and how it's been impacting us societally. I mean, you know, the royal us, if you'll excuse the expression. And the, the part of the biggest problem is that so many problems that we run into, we've talked them. We've talked them through. We've, we've talked about the arguments. We've talked about what they've been doing to people and what they've been doing to society. And it's like, it, it's, you know, there's a bingo cage of, of bingo balls and, oh, which one's it going to be? Oh yeah. We've seen this one already before. It's either going to be bingo, bango or bongo. And it's never good, whatever it happens. So there are things that are happening. Some of them have got to do with religion. Some of them don't. But I think it's probably good for us to kind of look at some of these. And Bridget's going to kind of help out a little bit because using mockery for social change, maybe there's something to be said for that. 
And Lord knows she knows a little something about that. <laughs> but we'll deal with that one. But before we do, we have got the horrible scopes to get to. Yes, uh, Stephanie, I did see that you wrote something, but right now I can't read yours and speak because I'm reading off of the other screen at the same time. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm not that good. You don't. Wait, 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 wait. Damn it. This is usually where Joe pops in, you know, just in time to. Yeah, maybe. Not. <sighs> eh. It's okay. He's later than fashionably late. It's, yeah, it's he's right. investigating the, the magic that is Hitachi. No, no, more than likely he's probably um, uh, asleep because, I mean, it's a dark stupid. It's a dark stupid. Well, not exactly as dark apparently right now. Although that is changing now because you know, yeah, all hail nightmare moon as she gets closer and closer every day right now. So it's it's all good for me. Yeah, unless you're in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, there is that. So you get to read Pisces today. Yes, you do. So this this works out well. So it is time for the horrible scopes. For those of you that know what your astrological sign, cool. Those of you that don't, doesn't matter. Pick one. And for those of you that used, to, and for those of you that like me that used to spend twenty five cents on the on the turnbuckle uh, machines to get the the long strips of them, wasn't that a fucking waste of money? Eh, but it was, it was a quarter. Still kitchen. fun though. I they mean, were fun. That was that was in, this, that in was the same fun. way that Chinese. You know, fortune cookies are fun. Yeah, kind of the same way that these are sometimes, although I'm like the only one that writes them because um, I have no talent, no, no creativity. I really wonder where some of these ideas come from for me. I really, really do. But well, I'm glad they do. Otherwise, we would be missing a segment. Exactly. Aries. You need a moment of musical WTF this week. Uh, go find your copy of 1994's album Out in L.A. by the Red Hot Chili Peppers and put on Flea Fly. It's only about 40 seconds long. It sounds like it was recorded with a couple of um, 1985 Radio Shack highball microphones on uh, Irish brand cassettes, which, by the way... I do still have my 1985 Radio Shack highball microphone right here. See, it's it 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 kind of does work sometimes. It, it it actually does, but you're still going to have your face scrunched up, wondering what the hell did you just listen to? Anybody that remembers um, Irish brand cassettes, go ahead, raise your hand. Good, that's all of us. All right. I used Memorex, I'm sorry. You absolute pillock. I know, I know. Taurus, there are lots of musical groups out there with pretentiously long songs or pretentiously long song titles. You don't have to be that way in business. If you have a business card, have it turned sideways and see if your information still fits without wrapping. Regardless, do that anyway. If people still use Rolodex filers, they'll just punch holes in the bottom, cutting off the important information. Invest in some new business cards anyway. <sighs> Gemini. 
time to learn some film history. I want everybody to know. I want everybody to know. I did actual goddamn research for this one. This one is 100% accurate. (laughs) In the silent era, movies were usually delivered at 16 frames per second. Once sound was delivered on the film itself, 24 frames became the norm, because that was the lowest rate you could get good audio out of the machine. That had been the standard for nearly a century, including all those cartoons you remember, like the Warner Brothers stuff. Well, someone took three minutes of a Tom and Jerry cartoon and upscaled it from 24 to 60 frames per second. We're warning you now. Just because you can upscale something doesn't mean you should. You have some old stuff. Leave it alone. I want I want people to understand. I'm still trying to figure out what the opposite of the uncanny valley is. Where something is too hyper-realistic that it's uncomfortable. Because that's what <laughs> yeah, that's, it was like for me. That's called the White House? Oh, man. It, it I... <sighs> They they had a side by side comparison where the one side was the original twenty four per and the other one was the upscaled sixty per, and, and, and I saw what they did, but it wasn't. No, it was just distressing. It was it was uncomfortable. Yeah, cancer mode child. Today, we think of the term pixel as a relatively new thing. Maybe from the start of digital monitors in the 90s, right? Nope. Maybe from the 70s in the Sony Trinitron color TVs, right? Uh Uh-uh. Bildpunk, the German word for literally picture point, was used in the 1888 German patent by Paul Nipkow for a mechanical television. So yeah, the term pixel predates an actual functional electronic display as we know it. This week, learn some more German terms. Leo, your dreams are going to be stranger than normal this week. Set a pen and paper next to your bed and plan on writing things down quickly. You can also get a sound-activated sleep recorder for your phone. Not that that isn't a creepy idea, though. Some great ideas come to us at night. Embrace your subconscious. There have been some great songs that were literally penned when somebody like rolled over, wrote it out, and then went back to sleep and forgot that they wrote it. I shit. Who the hell was it from? Um, from the Who, uh, the guitarist. Crap, I forgot his name. But yeah, uh, there there was one song that he literally rolled over, wrote it out, went back to sleep, and forgot about. It. There was something an article that I read a long time ago, and I'm gonna have to do some digging to see about the veracity. You know, the legitimacy of it. But it was talking about who had the first atomic weapon. Who thought it up first and such. And apparently there was supposedly a scientist in another country who did think of it. 
But they thought about it in a dream, woke up, and never wrote it down, and then went back to sleep. And when they woke up again, they couldn't remember the formula or the schematics or whatever. And had they done it, that country would have had the first A-bomb versus Americans. And I don't remember what country they were from. I don't remember if they were Germany, mm-hmm. if it was during a war, before a war, <laughs> after a war, whatever. I don't remember. Um, this is I read it so long ago. Um, but it's true. You know, there are things that people dream up. And because they don't keep a scrap of paper and a pen by their be- or a pencil by their bed, they go back to sleep. They lose it the next day. So if you're one of those people that every once in a while you wake up and you think you have this great idea, don't go back to sleep. <laughs> you know. And if this has occurred to you before, get a bedside diary, you know, and a pencil for a pen or something, and keep it with it. In the meantime, Virgo, this week we're telling you what to do first. Go online and find an older cell phone, like the Samsung S5, specifically something with an infrared port on it. Uh, You're going to be visiting folks, have dinner in a restaurant, and the TVs will be tuned to a local sports ball game. And it's your job to use your new device to turn off the TVs at the most inopportune moment. Because this week, you're on a mission from God. Specifically, the great God Murphy. Glory be his angst. The thing that pissed me off the most about that S5, which I had one. The the infrared port was out only. It couldn't receive data through IR transfer. Why did this piss me off? Because the lowly Palm pilot could. Um, so a fun fact, mm. uh, there was a device made that was kickstarted. I know because I helped kickstart this damn thing called the flipper zero. And it has an infrared port. It's, it's, it's a multi, it is, it was advertised and it truly is the multi tool for hackers, but it's what you end up using it for, you can use it for coding development. You can use it for hacking. You can use it for creating a uh, interface uh, because you need a, a an ad hoc interface at the moment. It, it doesn't have to be for using it for nefarious things. Well, what's really funny is that it made the news in that the Flipper Zero was used to turn off... Um, a, uh, a robot. And um, what happened was, is there's the robo dog or robo dog drone, whatever. And it, it, <laughs> it turned out that if you put a certain little bit of code on the flipper zero, this robot dog could be disabled. We're talking about the one from uh, Boston Dynamics? I believe so. And uh, it turned out what it it was is uh, the Flipper Zero wasn't using an infrared port to do it. It was transmitting on a megahertz channel uh, via radio. Because the Flipper Zero really has multiple 
uh, ways to transmit and receive data. It's not just infrared Bluetooth. It's infrared Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, FM, AM, all that shit. Yeah, it's a full spectrum device. This thing is amazing, dude. It is a neat tool. It really is. Not believe um, And the best part is, is the the people who made it, as well as the community, are constantly uh, updating it. In fact. I think I just found the story for. It. We'll see about uh, adding that. Yeah, it was. Um, we'll, well, it was a hacker on Twitter who posted. Uh, they actually posted the the code to GitHub. <laughs> because of course <laughs> they did. Yep, <laughs> of course they did. Libra, you want to be self reliant but there are some jobs better done by several people instead of just one. This week, identify the job, enlist assistance, and get a large Sicilian meatball pizza delivered to thank people with. Why Sicilian specifically? So that there won't be any pizza bones left at the end. That's the first time this week I'd ever heard the term pizza bones, and I'm still uncomfortable with it. I've never heard of that. You'll have to explain it to me later. Scorpio, you remember the song Baker Street from 1978 by Jerry Rafferty? It's a good song. It's a great song. I love it. Something you might not have known. He wasn't legally allowed to release any music for three years before then. He was part of Steeler's Wheel, the group that performed Stuck in the Middle with You. Also, I good remember song. that one too. Yep. Well, Steeler's Wheel broke up in 1975, and for three solid years, Jerry was fighting his way out of the contract with their music label, A&M. So whenever people remind you that the internet is the great equalizer for talented people, believe them. It's true. Ah, Sagittarius. You're right. Toys aren't built the way they used to be anymore. They don't have lead in the paint, fabric-wrapped electrical plugs, ungrounded heating elements, and they sure as hell don't have skull-impaling aerial daggers being sold anymore. (laughs) On darts. (sighs) The only toys you can still depend on are Tonka. You can still beat someone into a coma with them. Not that you should do that. So for legal reasons, you really shouldn't do that. For anecdotal reasons, we would love video of that, but not 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 legally. Don't do that. Capricorn, colorblindness isn't what you think it is. That's why you're not an ophthalmologist. And I want to go on record as saying I got it spelled correctly the first time without the spell checker going off. Go me. Centrifugal force isn't what you think it is. That's why you're not working at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory for NASA. And lastly, you don't understand that on movie credits, the best boy might be the best girl, neither of which would be a minor. This week, actually read the credits at the end of a movie for once. Sidebar. Airplane 2, the sequel, had a credit for Best Boy. 
immediately followed with worst boy. <laughs> Would anybody like to take a stab at who the worst boy was on airplane to the sequel? Uh, was it, was it a famous, uh, famous football player? Nope. Okay. Was it a famous, uh, rich guy? Kind of. Yeah. Did he have a hair problem? Um, no, not exactly. I'll give you a hint. Hmm. He murdered a head of state. It was Adolf Hitler. Okay. It was Adolf Hitler was worst boy. Okay. By the way, uh, reading the end of the credits is, uh, really funny and i got one over on my uh my son when we did the uh credits for ant-man <laughs> and halfway through the credits they did you know the add-on stuff and after that was over my son's like okay we can leave now i was like no we're not done yet the credits aren't over he's like but they already did the surprise at the end of the movie i said yeah but there's still credits to go and he's like okay so we sat down while everybody else was leaving everybody else is gone it's just him and me he's humming and hawing the end of the credits go, and then there's still more stuff. <laughs> and he's like, how did you know? And I said, because I work in IT, and I used to be in theater, and that is something that we would do because we can. <laughs> did you not learn anything from Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yeah, what are you still doing here? Go home. Movie's over. All yours, hon. Aquarius. There you go. We don't mean to pick on you, Aquarius. Really. (laughs) It's just that you're the youngest sibling in the astrological group. Yes, Pisces is next and actually last, but they're hooked up with the Mafia. Do you really want us to piss them off over you? No. So this week... Um... How about this? The last open weekends are happening for amusement parks before Halloween. Take in a roller coaster before it all shuts down. All right. <laughs> Pisces. Again, did actual fucking research on this one, and this one's true. So did you know, uh, uh, Pisces, did you know that Sujin Tribble's real name was Freckle Sparkle Pony? (laughs) That was only on one other podcast. That was only on one other podcast. Uh, Sorry, I was getting ready for trivia night here. All right, the real one, Pisces. Time to kill you with my little pony (laughs) trivia. And today I learned Equestria was breaking the Geneva Conventions and was told to cut it out. Apparently, the symbol we all associate with health and medical stuff, the Red Cross on white background, is actually internationally reserved for the Red Cross. In Friendship is Magic, Nurse Redheart's cutie mark was a white hide with a Red Cross with four pink hearts in each corner. Enough for the Red Cross to get in contact and get the mark changed. So yeah, my little Geneva Convention. That is... Absolutely, 100% verifiably true. 
Hey, it's wow. not the first time that some company or organization got in touch with another organization over trademark issues. There was a band called Green Jello. Yep. And Green J- and the Jello Corporation took them to court, said, "Nope, sorry, you know, we don't like First off, these are the ones who who wrote, you know, uh, a whole lot of songs like Shit Man <laughs> and so on. Uh, yeah. The Three Little um, Pigs. The three, the, yeah, they did it, a very famous in its time in the nineties, uh, uh, claymation of the three little pigs to heavy metal, uh, which I proudly get to say that I did up in a karaoke night and rocked the fuck out of it. Uh, although I couldn't speak well the next day because <laughs> my throat was so sore. And, um, so they said, fine. Sure, and they crank, uh, they they changed their their group's name to Green Jelly, which Green Jello Corp where the Jello Corporation said, okay, fine, you know that's that's fine, you can do that. And um, so, what song did they? So, so what did they do after that? They pre <laughs> they made a little song that says <laughs> Jello sucks. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, but what are you gonna do? Yeah, so <laughs> it was uh, it, it was one of those things, and um, yeah, I remember reading it and and going, "What the hmm. fuck's wrong with the Jello Corporation? I'm not buying any more Jello if they're going after bands I like. I never once thought of the Green Jello band being anything related to do with Jello brand, yeah, gelatin. Yeah, in fact." When Green Jello came out, I liked them so much that I made sure to go out and buy more Jello. Not because I thought they were related, but because I thought it was funny as hell. There was that. And uh, so that everybody understands, they weren't singling out DHX and Hasbro. The Red Cross every once in a while does kind of a sweep and looks around and see if anybody is doing the same damn thing. And there have been a number of video games where they've actually had to do exactly the same thing. They had a white background with a red cross on it, and they got told, uh, got, don't do that. Flip it, invert it, use a different, use a green plus sign instead. Which is why if you go into some of these, you know, Doom-esque shooter mups, you'll see that the health packs and whatnot are not going to be mistaken in any way, shape, or form for the red cross symbol. So there you go. Those are your horrible scopes for this week. If you like what you got, uh, okay, uh, professional help might be necessary. I, I don't know. But <laughs> if you'd like to suggest ideas, uh, ask for a nicer one or a naughtier one for you or yourself or somebody else's sign, all you need to do to bribe me is just just get in touch with me. You know, a, a voicemail message, you know, find something. End of the week, I'll have these all posted on uh, Tumblr, Twitter. Facebook, Discord, because, you know, that's, that's what I do. Actually, come to think of it, did I post this week's on our Discord? I don't remember if I did. I'll have to fix that. Oh, well, I'll figure it out later. I'll figure that out later. So let's get to the real thing. Laugh to not cry. Like I said, um, Bridget's... Uh, Antics on uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm not going to say that they are legendary, but um, 
I will go ahead and I will say, um, she's been a right royal pain in the ass to a lot of people. So <laughs> good on you there. You want to you wanna explain to people what you've done to piss off pe- people? Because I, I, think, I think you'd be better suited to explaining it because I don't know how to explain it. Are you referring to my activities as a fella? Didn't I say something about, aren't you going to give us your fluffy best? Okay, so let's give you a little background. There is a group of fellas out there. I did not start this group. Okay, so disclaimer, I did not start it. Um, But I think most people out there are familiar with the Doge memes. It's been a while. You know, Dogecoin has come about. I thought it was or whatever. How do you pronounce it? Doge, Doge, whatever. Doge. It's fine. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, there's been memes on the internet for, I don't know, 10 years. Maybe not quite that long, but, you know, Doge memes and, you know, like, such excitement, much wow, whatever. Um. Anyway, there is a group that popped up after the Ukrainian and Russian war started that have called themselves NAFO, and what that is, it's a play on NATO. And NATO is the North Atlantic uh, Treaty Organization. And so NAFO is the North Atlantic Fellas Organization. And it started out with, you know, one person that decided to, you know, make cartoon memes for donations to raise funds for the Ukrainian war effort. And so anyway, next thing you know, there's a whole bunch of people on Twitter that are making these horrible, you know, memes that are bashing up on what we call Vatniks, which is the uh, pro-Russian people. And we're having just a lot of fun making the memes and shitposting all over the place and getting stuff to trend on Twitter. And it's gotten so bonkers which also we do use bonk a lot. You know, we threaten to bonk people. Um, but there's even been Russian official accounts on Twitter that have been run off of Twitter because they're getting into arguments on Twitter with cartoon dogs. Oh, Which is just really hilarious. It is. And um, there's a store called St. Javelin's that was founded by a guy with dual Ukrainian and Canadian citizenship, and they have been selling merchandise that's made in Ukraine, and they started selling some of the NAFO gear as well. And so they take you know, the proceeds from the NAFO gear and donate it to Ukraine. And yeah, you know, they also take like a, a percentage of their profits on their other St. Javelin wear and donate it to Ukraine, which I think is really cool. It is. But some of the hashtags that you'll see floating around NATO are like the NAFO and the NAFO fellas and NAFO expansion is non-negotiable. And we have something that's called NAFO Article 5. Where if there's if there's some, you know, prolific Russian shit poster that's trying to, you know, say that Russians are good guys and Ukrainians are a bunch of Nazis then they'll call for NAFO Article 5, and then you'll have like 1,500 people just go 
shit post all these memes all over Twitter with these cartoon dog memes, and they're hilarious. And so we've even gotten weird stuff trending. Uh, we had Lavrov defecting, and uh, who Lavrov is, he's the Minister of uh, Foreign Affairs. That was at the UN recently. And uh, because he only popped in and did his little speech and then immediately bailed out, uh, we started trending Lavrov defecting. And that ended up trending for two days. He just kept posting these things and saying, is Lavrov defecting? I think Lavrov defecting. What do you think? He's defecting. And the thing about it is, this has gotten so much attention now. The Washington Post, Newsweek, The Economist have run articles on NAFO and the fellas. Adam Kinzinger, one of our representatives, he's a fella. There is another guy, I can't remember his name, but he's an official in the Ukrainian government. He's a fella. And then they also presented uh, President Zelensky with his own fella t-shirt. So he's a fella. And um, what is really funny is the Russian news organizations have also gotten a hold of this, and they swear up and down that we are from the CIA, and we're an official psyops from the CIA, which I think is hilarious. And so we have disclaimers in our bios that say, you know, we're not from the CIA or we're from Redacted, but we have all changed our locations to Langley, Virginia. <laughs> and so they really think that we're from CIA. Yeah, just 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 to just to cover bases, uh if you'll excuse the expression, uh, Tech, um, Langley. What's uh, what's notable about uh, Langley, Virginia? Um. Well, I mean, you're closer to it than I am, for for absolute sir. Are you referring to the Air Force Base? Well, I don't know. Are you no. referring to the Air Force Base there, uh, Bridge? Uh, we're referring to like CIA. Yep. Uh, that's also there too. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so we'll and, say that we're the definitely not home. Is there? I'm sorry. Who, who's home? The 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 headquarters of the CIA is there. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's not just a CIA location. It's the yeah headquarters, which is why we all changed our locations to Langley, Virginia. <laughs> And so, they, and so the Russians think that we really are a sophisticated psyops from the CIA. And then we'll put that we're not from redacted or we'll put CIA does not exist or something like that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but TASS has gotten a hold of this and some of the other Russian outlets. And I'm seeing the stories, which is hilarious. And they said at first I thought that we were a whole bunch of uh, bots from a bot farm. <laughs> And then prove that we were not bought. <laughs> and so they're like, this is too coordinated and they're, you know, too full of disinfo and all this other stuff. But that's all we do is fight Russian disinformation. But we raise a lot of money for funds for Ukraine. And that's the primary goal is to raise money. But we also shitpost. And it has been so much fun. I've seen I've seen some of it. It's it's been Is that a hilarious? It's been an absolute delight to see how much freak out has happened for so many of these things where it's just, we're just having fun at your expense, man. 
you shouldn't take everything on the internet so um seriously. so seriously because you know on the internet nobody knows that you're a dog <laughs> but it's just funny to see hundreds of cartoon dog memes you remember that one you remember that one? tech you're old enough you remember that one yeah on the internet nobody knows that you're a dog but let me see if I can pull up some of these memes real quick just so I can just read some examples of them. But some well, of them Before are just you do that, speaking funny. about the whole not reading everything on, on the Internet's uh, uh, true kind of thing. Uh, number one, uh, going back to the party uh, CIA, uh, if you want, uh, you got to look up Weird Al Yankovic Party in the CIA on YouTube. That thing's just great. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite uh, troll pictures on the Internet that says, don't believe everything you read on the internet. One of the first ones was, had it with Abraham Lincoln. I remember that one. Wasn't invented back then. But my most current favorite says that, and then they attribute it to Bob Dylan, drummer, Metallica, and shows a picture of Prince back when he had a fro. <laughs> See, I'm looking at that, saw that, and I took, I printed that one out, and I took it to work. <laughs> See now, now you're reminding me of the uh, of what of the um, to show here. the the interview that happened where um, somebody was interviewing um, oh god uh, th- th- the hell is his name from uh, uh, from Metallica Lars no not Lars specifically Fire Bat yeah uh, <laughs> the god damn it uh, the the other guy in those uh, in the Metallica ops the uh, um, not Lars Ulrich. Um, oh God. Um, yeah, but you know what you, you know what I mean. Anyway, he was being interviewed, and the guy asked him, "So, is Lars Ulrich the best drummer in rock?" And the guy just really quickly just whips right off of him. He's not even the best drummer in Metallica. Oh, James Hetfield. There you go. The big guy. The one who who they were ripping on him and going, beer good, fire bad. I you know I don't, that I don't, was, I don't remember that was James Hetfield. I, I don't remember whose 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 name was. Yeah, James anyway. Hetfield actually. Um, so interesting fact about Metallica. Uh, for one of their songs, they put up a cross on stage and they had put a platform built into the cross where normally. So for people who may not be aware, in when they wanted to, literally torture somebody to death with a cross. Um, they would nail the feet um, or legs to the cross. They might rope them to the cross, but um, because they didn't want to, you know, actually hurt themselves, they had built a little platform for James to stand on. And then he had uh, rested his arm up on like little things so that he would literally look like he had been crucified. Now, this is not the first controversial thing that Metallica did for music and fans, and they're not the only band to have done something stupid for it, but I honestly, I didn't care at the time. But what happened was, is he passed out during a practice. He literally passed out from it. And so the medics had to get involved, and he went to a hospital, I think, and all that shit. And when he finally, you know, when it was all said and done, he goes, dude, that's torture. And he wasn't even nailed to it. He wasn't tied up there. He could have gotten down at any time. He stayed up there through endurance, and it almost killed him. People don't realize. 
yeah, people don't realize that. So when, when whenever I see somebody who declares themselves to be a Christian wearing a cross around their neck, I was like, you know, if he came, if, if he really existed, he came back down and he saw the symbol of his torture and demise around your neck. Do you think he'd feel good about that in warm and fuzzy? You know, I'm going with probably no, probably not. I'm going to put some of the best ones in here and then I can just read off the little captions. Go for it. Dougie. Yeah. And if we've got uh, specific links to stuff, we'll drop them into the notes so that folks can. Oh, some of the news articles I can get you links to. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. We'll get around. Um, We'll get around to that. Yeah. Uh, So I'm going to do one more here. Oh, we've also got a Spartacus one, too, that's new. I'm Spartacus. We're not doing that. I'm sorry, but every time I hear that phrase, the first I know. thing I go back to is whose line is it anyway? I know. I know. But and we don't want to pick. Especially since it had Robin Williams on that episode. Yeah, I, I know. I know. But remember, we, we can't go pissing off ABC because ABC is an owned par- has its ownership parent company is. The House of Mouse. We don't want to piss off the House of Mouse. Well, one of these memes that we have, uh, it looks like this was actually taken from South Park. That looks like this Mr. Garrison with the green and the blue. But anyway, it has a little Shibu Itsu dog heads on it. And it says, show me on this doll where Nafo, Nafo hurt you. Because people get so mad all the time at Nafo for stirring up nonsense. And there's another one with a little cartoon dog that says, let's all fight by war box. And then another one that has the, you know, one does not simply meme. One does not simply walk into Ukraine. And it's got the dog. That's true. And that, then, is, that is really true. And I love the one that's from Psalms 23. Yay, though I walk through the shallow. <laughs> excuse me, let me try that again. Yay, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of Twitter. I shall fear no tanko, for NAFO is with me. Their memes and their shit posts, they comfort me. And then there's another one with a bunch of different, you know, cartoon fellows that are with President Zelensky. But some of these are just hilarious. You know, I, I, I really, I really wonder if any of these are making their way into the Russian troops. I mean, by well, by the law of averages, there have to be a couple that have made it through by the law. There of averages. might be, because I know for a fact that some of these memes and the pictures and things have been painted on Ukrainian equipment Ooh. on some of their Jeeps and things. And there's also a project that um, that NAFO started or the guy who started NAFO, you know, got people together called Sign My Rocket. And on some of the ammunition, they'll write out a little thing and then put a picture of a fella on there. So this has made its way over to Ukraine. And this kind of thing is uh, is fairly reminiscent of what happened during World War II. Uh-huh. I mean, war pop- propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's the only time that we pop it out is if somebody's pushing Russian propaganda, then we pile on. Yeah. And... Um, there was a paper or something that came out on it recently. Uh, they were trying to, they were doing some kind of analysis, like whenever they would see Russian disinfo trending on Twitter, and then they would see the NAFO people 
counteracting it on Twitter, and then they would see the Russian disinfo drop off steeply. It was really cool. And they decided that as far as what we're doing together collectively, that it's for, it's a net good in com- combating the disinfo. Yeah, and as, at least you know, drowning it out. Yeah, as far as to how can uh, how can shit posting be a, a net good for society? Might I remind you that once upon a time ago, oh, within the last two or three years or so, there were a number of places here in my country where people had gotten spray cans of paint, you know, rattle cans, and mm-hmm. spray painted black swastikas. And people had decided that what they would do is they would get the same black, they would fill them in, and then get other colors to fill in each of the quadrants and rebrand it as a Windows logo. Very cool. I am not one for vandalism, generally speaking. But constructive vandalism? Yeah. Big ol' thumbs up from me. Well, it's like doing jiu-jitsu. You're turning it back against them. Yep. And to me, a lot of this, I mean, especially since the Doge memes have been around for a while, people are familiar with them. They know what they look like, the dogs, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is very reminiscent of, remember the Kilroy was here? Oh, God, yeah. That was... Uh... At least World War II, and I think it predated mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like this, only on the internet. Which means it can fly at the speed of thought. And it does. Oh, God, yeah, it does. Like I said, the defecting thing, that trended for two days, and it stayed at number one and number two. And I could not believe that when I caught up in the middle of the night and looked, it was still trending. I'm like, are you serious? It just went on and on and on. But then we also kind of put doubt into Russian people's minds, too, because, like I said, they have accused us of being a bot farm, which we're not. And then we were just copying and pasting each other's statuses over and over again. And that was funny. So the opportunity I'll have to see if I can go back and find it, but it was like if if we were a bot, we would be going blah 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 and using the same hashtags, and ours are very di- are slightly different, so it makes it funny. But they were worded identically. Yeah. So what I was going to say is that um, I mean the the idea of using all this stuff is is wonderful. It's lovely to me, and the piece about it that I love the most is the meta part. Of it, And before anybody goes ahead and gets on my shit about it, what I mean by that is, typically when there are bot attacks, where stuff is just flying around, you will take a look at their bio, you will see that their account name, their at whatever the hell it is, is some kind of weird string of letters and numbers that usually don't make a hell of a lot of sense. But then you take a look and see how long has the account been active since? Oh, for the last two weeks. I'm going to guess it's probably a bot because, wow, 1,400 posts in two weeks, huh? Yeah, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's automated. But then you got people like Bridget's account. 
It's been out there since like 2009. Something like that. <laughs> it's 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 been around for a very long time. The one thing, the one thing that I wish would actually be uh, an easier thing to do. I have seen, I have seen a thing that has made its way onto, uh, onto I, I think it was on Facebook that I saw it, where somebody had their, their phone taken by their parent and they were not allowed to post on, uh, Twitter, Instagram, whatever, whatever the hell it was because it was taken away. So they made a post, uh, via their, um, Nintendo DS. But it, according to the pictures, the screen grabs of this, the post came out and it said on the bottom that it came from a Nintendo DS. Well, the, the DS was taken, so they did it on their Wii. And the, the thing said that it was, it was sent via uh, a Wii at the bottom. You know how at the bottom it'll say, you know, sent via, uh, iPhone or whatever the hell it is. And then it was sent via, um, some, some other thing or, and it just got progressively more, um, weird. No, what was it? It was, uh, sent it via, um, the Android app on their LG, uh, refrigerator door. And that one went through and it's, it became, uh, it became a, uh, uh, hashtag free, whatever the person's name was, which was then re redone by LG and by, uh, oh God, I forget what the other, what the other company was that, uh, that they had posted through. So, you know, I would love it if you guys were able to do like some kind of weird thing where it came up and it said that it was posted through a Nokia shit. What was the model that was like indestructible? You know what I mean? Thing. You 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 know you you know which which model Nokia phone I'm talking about though. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Um it was like a three thousand uh, series or something like that. I, I don't remember exactly which one. I'll probably figure it out before we get done. I, I think it it was uh thirty three ten, I believe. You know what? We'll we'll figure it out momentarily. Uh Stephanie. No, 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 wait, I'm sorry, the thirty three ten is the remake of the strongest Nokia phone. Oh no! They oh my god! There was a thirty-three ten, and then they also, which was the most notoriously strongest phone from Nokia, and then they remade it. Oh my god! I just pulled up the picture of the remade version. Oh my! Streamlined it. My sweet, my sweet darling child. What did they do to you? Uh, There's there's actually a picture that shows. The, the difference between the two, it's, it's not that big a difference. It's horrific. Dude, if I could show, if I could show the picture that, I, that I'm looking at right now. Oh my God. This is, this is just, this is mean this, this picture right here. New versus old. Yeah. 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 Look at that thing. It's horrible. Here's the link ah. from Forbes. That's, that's no man. Just, just don't do that. Uh, Stephanie had said, by the way, I think it was Ukraine matters who commented that the CIA had failed to counter Russian propaganda for decades, and this stuff smacks it down so fast, maybe the CIA should give them a sub. 
Maybe. It'd give you guys <laughs> an opportunity of patrolling around Snake Island, right? Well, we've already got a joke going around now that we're going to take Kaliningrad <laughs> and rename it Bella Land or Felalinograd <laughs> and set up a beach and a hot dog stand and a place for the little belly scritches for the doges, you know, for the fellas. And even drew little arrows on there and all this stuff <laughs> without a map. And then it was like, oh, that was supposed to be top secret. You weren't supposed to repost that. And I'm like, oops, sorry. Oh, well, it's out there now. Nothing to be done. <laughs> we do have our own Discord channel and all that stuff. But yeah, there's about 1,500 of us and we keep adding more people. Nothing and the only that. requirement to join is, you know, you end up don making a donation to the uh, Georgian Legion uh, so that way they can get you know, uh, supplies to Ukraine and things like that, uh, or buy something from St. Javelin's. But so far they've raised between all the different sources, about $500,000 and put those towards, you know, some equipment and UAVs and all sorts of stuff. Kind of cool. And, uh, tractor chains perhaps. Uh, I'm not sure, but I just know that all the sources pulled, it's, it's been about, Close to five hundred thousand dollars, so it's for a good, you know, good cause. Tractor chains, you know, so you can pull those tanks as you know after they've left. Well, we've already got memes for that too. Why am I not? Well, we've got memes that said I stole your meme, and it's got you know a tractor pulling a tank. (laughs) That's for NAFO. As a complete aside to everything, by the way, um, leaving leaving all this aside for a second. Holy shit! Has the Ukraine populace come through and the Russian military forces just, I mean, really? Yeah. Oh, look at this. We'll be, we'll be, we'll be home after the weekend after this six months later. And, 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 and now word is that they're trying to get the areas that the Russians have uh, held onto so far, trying to get the populace to come out for sham elections to say, mm-hmm. yes, we would like to join the Russian, Russian Federation. Federation. Well, they're doing it at gunpoint. I mean, literally bringing machine guns with the ballot and you will mark yes or else. I would not be at all surprised. I'm telling you now, I would not be at all surprised if there are people in these families that will go ahead, take the ballot, spit on it and stomp on it and not care. Yes. Yes. They will very likely end up with a bullet in brain. And they know. And and they know, but at the same time, they know full well, what's the alternative? Yeah. And I hate to say that I waited until this long to watch it, but. Last night, I watched a documentary on Netflix that was called Winter on Fire. Okay. And it was about uh, the Euromaidan and the uh, Revolution of Dignity that took place in 2013, 2014 in Ukraine. 
And seeing those people and how they stood up to the government and stood up to the police and even had snipers shooting and killing them in the streets to see them fight back. Yeah. Um, to be free and to depose their, you know, president. It was amazing. I mean, they went from having a few tens of thousands out in the streets to like millions of people. And they knew that they could die, but they fought back anyway because they said we would rather be dead than not be free. And after actually seeing some of that footage and watching that, I thought, wow, those people are so amazing and so brave. And it was just something to see where, you know, even the young people and the older people got together and they just broke into little groups and did what they were good at and, you know, set up barricades and everything for months. And then when the snipers started shooting down and killing some people, um, you know, then they set tires on fire. That way it could, you know, get into the smoke, the snipers' faces. And they fought back. It was amazing. Stephanie, and so, yeah, these people are going to win. Yeah, Stephanie had also put, Ukraine Matters keeps a running score of all the equipment Russia has, quote, donated to Ukraine. <laughs> and if yeah. memory serves, there was also a listing on Wikipedia f not too very long ago where um, there was a list of a specific military piece and how many units were in various different countries. And shortly after, some Ukrainian um, – What's the word that I'm looking for right about now? Um, adopted. Rescued. That's probably the better word. Rescued. You know, kind of like a stray cat. Rescued. Uh, one of these pieces of military gear. <laughs> the number was deducted from the Russian numbers and specifically added to this one gentleman's name. Which I thought was just hilarious. I, you know, maybe, maybe I'll maybe I'll figure out which one it is a little bit later. But that was that was. Just oh, good. I thought it was funny when they were doing inventory of the uh, tanks, and they ended up gaining tanks. Yeah, oh. <laughs> because they were taking them from the Russians. Yeah. Um. And let's let's also talk about this particular point. Uh, for just a couple of seconds, Stephanie had said just before this stream. Hi, by the way, you could have joined us too. But, you know, you didn't. But you can next time. So you know, do that. Not Stephanie. That's everybody else. Uh, just before the stream, I was watching The Enforcer, and you would not believe the junk being issued to the conscripts. Let's also pause here for a second. Conscripts from Russia. AKs so rusty, they're literally falling apart. I want to take a couple of seconds and make a note that AK-47s, I, I forget what the what the correct name is for it, Antonov, whatever, doesn't matter. These are not the best manufactured weapons ever, but they had one thing specifically going for them. They would continue to operate. You didn't have to worry you got them wet. You, you got them full of uh, mud or whatever. Get a hose. You wash it out. Spray it down with WD-40 or something, maybe. Maybe. And, you know, you're ready to shoot. You're 
probably not going to hit stuff at distance, but you know, you're ready to shoot. The fact that these are devices that have otherwise survived for <laughs> 50 plus years and, and, and they're rusting out and that's what they're getting. I would not be surprised then if they're in this kind of situation, this kind of, this kind of weathering and, and condition, and these things don't literally explode in these kids' faces. I don't relish this idea at all. I don't <laughs> relish the idea of war, but I mean, the idea that one of these days, one of these guys is going to have eyeballs destroyed by, by shards of rust going through their, their cornea. Uh, I, I don't, I don't even know what to think of that, you know? Uh, I'm not sure which links on these you would want to put in the show notes, but I've got a vice article here, one from the economist in Europe and then Wikipedia. But anyway, yeah, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Always do. It's just a question of how long it's going to take me before I fall asleep. Good luck. Anyway. But this has been a lot of fun to participate in. And if anybody wants to be a fellow, <laughs> I can let you know how to do that. Tell you the person to follow on, on Twitter and they can, you know, if you make a purchase through St. Javelins and, you know, they sell patches, coffee mugs, T-shirts, whatever. And show proof of the uh, purchase with, you know, a, a receipt. Then you go to the Discord channel. And you post it there, and then they have these fellow forgers that will make you your own avatar with the cartoon dog with whatever you want. You know, I just uh, I just took a quick look. I don't have the uh, the Twitter account for you in the uh, in the show notes. I will have to update that. But my little avatar happens to be since I was in the Air Force, I am an Air Force uh, Bunker Nine Thousand mechanic. <laughs> Okay. Well, I told her to put me near an airplane and put a wrench in my hand or something. No, that's 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 perfectly understandable. That's perfectly fine. I told them I wanted blue and yellow flowers in my hair, so that's what they made me. Does the Bunker Nine Thousand have a, a flying tiger's mouth on the front of it? Uh, no, but it does drop lots and lots of baseball bats. Bonk, 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 bonk. That sounds about right. But um, but yeah, with the the we've got like. 19 or 20 people that that's all they do is Photoshop these things and they're all custom. And so you won't see any two avatars on Twitter that are alike. They're all specialized and customized, which is cool. Which I guess technically means that all the fellas are secretly furries. Yeah. And we don't have felinas. I mean, sometimes we do refer to each other as felinas if we're girls, but Fellas is, is used for you know, both genders. It'd be really funny if uh, somebody had the avatar where um, they photoshopped it into the cockpit of an A-10 firing with the caption of <laughs> Russia go burnt. <laughs> somebody probably already has that. To look and see what Adam Kinzinger's is. I think he's in a plane. Actually, it wouldn't be Bert then for the group. It would be bonk. Well, we have bonk, but we also have things that go burk. Okay, I'll take it back then. You can get anything that you want. You know, there's even some that are wearing like flip flops and carrying umbrellas and 
There was somebody uh, wanted like a weather forecaster fella. You know, got some attraction. There's, there's some a rule on the internet, you know, uh, like um, five degrees of Kevin Bacon, six rule thirty four, or six degrees of Kevin Bacon, uh, and all that other stuff. But every time somebody says something, right? <clears throat> there's almost always some way that I can attribute it to um, weird to, to something Weird Al has done. Okay. <laughs> now I've got whatever you like going through my head by Weird Al. That's I'm going to like to say Jive One Store in there too, just because. I want to take this sideways for a second. Tech, you and I both grew up Round about the New York City area, back around the same time-ish. Channel 5, New York City, WNEW, weekdays at uh, 7, I believe is what it was. MASH. You remember MASH. Do, 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 do. Um, which was interesting... I remember my folks love watching MASH, and I found MASH for a long time to be incredibly boring um, because I didn't understand as a kid MASH. Um, I didn't understand the time frame that it was it, it, that it was taking place in. I didn't understand the nature of war. There was a lot of things I didn't understand because of ignorance of those topics. Well, again, um, you were young. Ignorance is an understandable point at that point. Exactly. And eventually, I, I came to uh, understand MASH and even appreciate it. So, yeah, go ahead. There was one situation where they were worried at the camp about this one aircraft that kept flying around, buzzing them, bombing them. And one bomb did not detonate. And they had to go in to try to disarm said bomb. And it was super tense because it was right in the middle of the camp. They didn't know how long it was going to be. And it was very likely one of the CIA's bombs, apparently, they figured out. So they're trying very carefully to disarm this bomb and make a mistake because the information that was sent on what wire to snip was screwed up. Is that the one where the guy who was, um, uh, pastor, no father, something or other father. Mulcahy. Yeah. Is that the one where he got blown up in the bathroom? Not to my recollection on this, but that's not the important part. Okay. The bomb explodes. Showering the camp with leaflets, with paper that all basically say to give up. And it was supposed to have been delivered to the North Koreans. Mm. I'm wondering the Americans from the CIA. I'm wondering there are bombs that are used on airstrips where the bomb comes out of the bottom of the aircraft, it pitches down, spins, literally spins around, and at a prescribed altitude, launches a whole bunch of little, tiny, basically landmines 
for lack of a better way of putting it, that spread out in a very large area in order to make the airstrip unusable because you can't just pick these things up. Well, I mean, you could probably, you know, once, maybe twice if you're lucky, but, you know, you, you can't without equipment. I'm wondering why can't we just get a bunch of these and press an SR-71 back into service and drop one of these with a bunch of leaflets over the Russian forces and have them flutter to the ground. Um, They're already doing that. Treaties. That's why. Rules of war, all sorts of stuff. Um, all it would take is for one of them to not expand one of them to not detonate properly and go through an innocent civilian's house and onto somebody's head, some kid or grandma or whoever, and you're done. That's it. Doesn't matter what you were trying to do. You know, you have started war. We're not at war with Russia. Ukraine is at war because Russia decided they were going to start one. And since Ukraine is not part of NATO, you know, we're not jumping to the rescue. Um, we're walking a very fine line as it is. So if we do something like that, we we break over that line. And that's the thing that this administration's not willing to do, is they're not willing to... They're willing to walk that fine line, but they're not willing to walk over it. And I don't blame them. No, I don't either. What person in their right mind wants to take that step? Yes, we all hope for peace and unfortunately have to prepare for it. And granted, as stupid as it may sound, sometimes, yes, you have to for peace. Yeah. Which is, it sounds stupid. But it's a real thing because of the way human mentality works. It's a real thing. But Russia's not bombing us. No. They're not targeting U.S. military installations overseas. They're literally going after another country that we don't have the kinds of agreements with that would force our hand. And because politics is a touchy-feely thing... They're, they're doing what they can, walking that fine line. They're preparing just in case Russia decides to go a little bit too far. And then step in from there. Yeah. But and, yes. we don't know what that little bit too far is going to be with Russia. We don't know if it's chemical warfare, nuclear warfare, um, carpet bombing. We, we, we don't know because, you know... The administration is not going to tell us or tell anybody for that matter, because they don't want to let Russia know what that line is. Let Russia keep guessing so that they'll hold back. Yeah, there's something for that. Lack of information or even disinformation can be as powerful as an actual bomb. Wasn't Sun Tzu uh, about um, conquering an enemy without uh, without firing a weapon or, or 
drawing blood or something like that. I never read the Art of War. Neither did I. I probably should. Kind of remembering something. Uh, But Stephanie has also pointed out. I'm sorry. I just took a look over at our chat. My God, woman, how many? You you know what? Whatever. I'll just let you pick whichever ones you think are the best and go with them. I'm sorry, folks. The, The picture that's in the the thumbnail picture that's in our chat so that I can figure out what the hell is going on later. The expression is there is no lack of targets to choose from. Okay. Target rich environment. That's it. Dogs everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Stephanie had said that, uh, I believe that the Ukrainians are using drones to drop leaflets on the Russian troops, explaining how to rebel against their commanders and or surrender. I Uh do vaguely remember that one. Yes. They have been using drone, you know, the, and and we're not talking about what's what's the technical term for it? UAV? Yeah, um, unmanned aerial vehicles. Yeah, yeah, they're vehicles. yeah, they're using actual quadcopter drones, and you know the idea of using these things. And I've seen some video where one of them was used to drop. Um, a bomb. I, I don't want to say that it was a hand grenade because it was it was a long time in the drop before it hit the ground and explodified. So um yeah, the idea of being able to utilize this kind of off-the-shelf technology that I mean they yeah, they cost a couple hundred dollars for the good ones with you know the good video feed and the the Wi-Fi connect and, and control it and whatnot, but couple hundred dollars in order to you know get the word out to these people and tell them hey um you don't have to be doing this it's probably a good idea for you to go ahead and come over here we will treat you well and i mean seriously what 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 the ukrainians have done for these prisoners of war that they've taken in i mean they haven't slapped them around they haven't broken their bones they brought them in and the mamas in the area have come the dupas have come over in the area grabbed them figuratively speaking grabbed them by the ear sat them down dialed their mothers on their phones and had them call or even video conference in with them so that they could just realize what it is that they did from the standpoint of prisoners of war Holy shit, sign me up for that one any day of the week compared to some of the atrocities that we've heard over the years, even for our own countrymen here in World War II. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, I'm I'm still not over what ended up happening to the, the Japanese-American population during World War II here. The idea that, you know... What what's my mom gonna think about what I've been doing is scarier than uh, put somebody in front of a firing line so that we don't have to drag them around to a, to a prisoner camp, you know. I'm checking for paywalls if you're wondering what I'm doing. I don't know what it is that you're doing, and I really don't care because I've got so many goddamn dogs I'm going to have to go looking through in order to figure out how <laughs> I'm much. Just making sure people can get to these without paywalls. Right. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. But I think the one from Deutsche Welle is probably 
one of the best ones. And then I also like the one from Vice about shitposting Shiba Inu accounts chased a Russian diplomat offline. And then the St. Javelin official store. So if anybody wants to become a fella, you know, you can buy something through St. Javelin and then get a hold of Camilla and have yourself a avatar made on Twitter. And join the Discord and get into the fella chat. (laughs) It is really, it is a really amazing thing to think about where we are right now, technologically speaking. This kind of stuff didn't, uh, didn't exist. Um, let's, you know, let's, 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 let's take it back to Vietnam for a second, because that's, that's before the, before the internet in -hmm. any shape, in any shape, because, um, the internet, as we know, it didn't take hold, until the 90s the darpanet didn't come online until god what the hell was it was it the early 80s shit i don't even remember when when the first connection started happening for darpanet anymore anyway but the idea of this level of information slash disinformation it wasn't a thing there there was no there was no civilian level information, disinformation kind of thing. The closest thing for that would have been shortwave. Mm-hmm. That, that was, that was the only way. And in this, I hate to say it this way, but in this day and age, shortwave is just such an incredibly niche area that who in the hell has got a shortwave receiver anymore? You know? I don't think very many people. Not very many. I mean, Voice of America, I know full well, um, is virtually non-existent. Um, yeah. I think there was one old shortwave group from the UK that was seeing about getting itself back into operational shape again. But, I mean... Where's the audience? I mean, technically speaking, it's not terribly difficult to build uh, an AM shortwave receiver if you know what you're doing and you've got some of the some of the parts that are necessary for it, which is not exactly easy because, I mean, shit, Radio Shack don't exactly exist anymore. And and before anybody gives me crap about, you know, what the hell do they call Radio Shack in Russia? Uh, they don't. You know, di- disinformation and and the equivalent of what's happening from the civilian population now. Nah, man, there there is there is nothing. The best you could the best you could hope for in well, put it this way, in the Americas, the best you could hope for in the early seventies, dealing with you know information disinformation for. What was going on, the best you could hope for would be to get interviews from the soldiers that were coming back, preferably the ones that were coming back that still had the capacity for speech. Thank you very much. And 
getting a live interview, getting it on videotape at a television station. And let me tell you, that would not be cheap at the time. Maybe you can get an audio cassette. It wouldn't be great quality, but you'd still be able to get it. Maybe get it on, you know, film, because, I mean, that's at least at that time relatively permanent and relatively inexpensive. But how the hell do you get any of the information out? Ditto machines, man. Ditto machines and mailing lists. And literally, you know, lick stamps and, and lick envelopes and, and shuttle it off to people. And that's going to take, what, a minimum of three days after it gets into the post? You know, we sometimes we complain about what the internet can do for us and how it's made us not as smart. But my God, on the opposite end of the equation, for those of us that actually know what the hell we're doing, you can change an entire populace's opinion on something on a dime and that is that is a double-edged sword yeah because disinformation can be countered with further disinformation and i love that idea because sometimes beating disinformation with actual information doesn't always work the way it's supposed to but disinformation with more disinformation oh <laughs> The moon isn't real. What do you mean? Mm -hmm. It's 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 a projection on on a on a on a on a on a big dome over the earth. <laughs> you think there's an earth here, man? That you're just a brain in a vat. You're you're the actual matrix. Don't you know nothing? Which, by the way, if that's the case, I'm I'm very proud that my brain has came up with people like you, smarter than me. So you know, thank you. Appreciate that. I'm going with that. I don't care. But well, what I think about what I think is really cool about this and the internet is we've got people now that are from all over the world. I mean, as far as I know, we don't have any Russian fellas, but we've you know got them from everywhere. And not all of them can speak English or anything like that, but it doesn't matter. They all recognize each other as fellas and by the hashtags and everything. And we all learn from each other. And Google Translate is good enough. That's good enough, yeah. What? No. Go the hell to sleep, you stupid phone. Because I've met some really cool people carefully. from the Netherlands and uh trying to think who else. Uh from Belgium and Germany and I mean, yeah. That is actually really some good. UK fellas, some Irish fellas, and even a couple of Japanese fellas. Can you even understand through the accent with those Irish fellas? Well, they, they're typing in English, so it's no big deal. Yeah. Well, it's uh, Irish. It's not like it's the guys from the Moors or anything. Uh, and Stephanie had pointed out, and, and rightly so, and I'm very glad for this one, the British worked out long ago that treating prisoners well 
means more are willing to surrender, which is mm-hmm. good peace. The Ukrainians have the advantage that the Russians treat their own soldiers so badly. Wow. Ain't that the case? It is. How many lines of motorized, mechanized infantry all of a sudden, <laughs> no more gas, man. Just out, out in the road. Just can't park here. Did you happen to see any of the pictures of the uh, prisoner swap that took place yesterday? I didn't even know that happened. So the answer is no. Uh, yeah, they ended up swapping. I think they gave Ukraine, it was either 250 or 255 people back in exchange for like Putin's, Putin's godfather and, you know, some more of their people. But there was a marked difference in what the Ukrainians looked like after they'd been turned over versus the Russians that had been sent back. The Russians, you could tell, had been taken care of and they had gained weight while they were, you know. Um, Sitting and waiting. Yeah, you know, held as prisoners. They were, you know, fed well and cared for well. And the people that came back from Russia were very gaunt, malnourished. Uh, one of them had his arm broken a long time ago and didn't get treatment and didn't look like the same person that had gone over there. Okay. Sideways before I uh, move past, I completely forget about it. Uh, If, if somebody has had a bone broken and it's not properly tended to, and it starts like fixing itself mm -hmm. is, is the only way of getting it done correctly to, Rebreak it and resetting uh, it correctly. I think this guy's going to have to end up having surgery on it because they said that he lost four centimeters of bone somehow. Yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, his arms are really screwed up. <sighs> okay. Um, and since I didn't see this one, was this a matter of literally a? One goes, another one goes, and they, like, pass each other or something? Uh, I mean, I, I, I honestly and truly don't know how any I think of that Turkey is the one who facilitated this, and I know that some of the guys are still being held in Turkey until the end of hostilities, you know, just for their own protection so they don't get killed. Something um, said for that. But yeah, this swap took place yesterday. I'm asking because I'm kind of wondering if the Russian troops got to see what the what the treatment was like by by their government to these people. I'm wondering if they actually saw what ended up happening to their counterparts. Because uh, I don't know. I mean, I know that some of the people who are actually doing the torturing and all that stuff, they know what they're doing. Oh, of course. Of course. But I'm, I'm thinking more along the lines of if the knowledge. I think that the Russians who are being conscri- conscripted and have no choice, I think they know. I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, the reason why I'm asking this is because tech What's the IT line? All is known. Sooner or later, the secrecy will break down. And it's Mm -hmm. just a matter of time as far as to when that information gets out. We know that. Then we will know where they hid all their porn. 
and <laughs> and worse <laughs> and worse. Yeah. Oh, you socks. You know, just see. This is this is why I wanted to do this topic this way. The things that are happening right now, they're they're hard to take in. And, and and believe it or not, we didn't even we didn't even touch on what's been happening over in the Middle East with Iran and the uh, the protests that are happening and the uh, the hijab burning and the people. Oh, that is amazing! Kicking the shit out of the police because they're being dicks and, oh, the and are killing people. So and um, yeah. destroying pictures of Ayatollah Khomeini. And, and Anonymous, it, it, it's so bad that Anonymous has actually gotten him. Um, they shut down their uh, tax collection website. Yeah. Like all those services offline. Yeah. Um, but some of the Russians who are protesting, it's like, you need to look at what the Iranians are doing, and that's how you protest. Yeah. Um for for anybody that doesn't uh, already know about it, and I know, I know most of this would already uh, anonymous is just like with with the fellas. It's a loose knit, unofficial group where they have a common goal, and anonymous typically their goal is don't fuck with people. I mean, if 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 you really want to bring it down to anything, that that's what it basically comes down to. They're a bunch of people who who are very well skilled at a lot of different things, especially in IT. A lot lot of folks, not all of them. So some of them are just shitposts. Anonymous is basically, it's just anybody who wants to claim they're part of anonymous can literally claim they're part of anonymous. If they want to join in and do collectively what anonymous says that they're looking to do for a particular goal, they can, but they don't have to. And Anonymous is not run by any country, any organization or anything. Um, in fact, no country likes, no country government likes Anonymous, not even ours. It's true. Um, and, and I can't say that I blame them. Yeah. Because this literally is a bunch of people running around with the IT version of guns. Some of them have sniper rifles. Some of them have a nerf gun, meaning they can't really do shit. And then you have the other ones who have a rail gun or a howitzer because they actually have those skill sets. So you don't know who you're going to run into. You don't know when they're going to happen. You don't know what their ultimate goal is because they may not have one. And that for an organization, any kind of government is a scary thing because they can't work against that when they, see a group out there and that group doesn't have an ultimate goal. They don't know how to work against them. They don't know how to counteract them. So our government might do something that our country agrees with population agrees with, but the world as a whole disagrees with. And suddenly we find anonymous, you know, making our daily lives hell, but we don't do too much of that. Agreed. You know, it's it's not like we're in the streets with our police force, you know, telling women, "Look, you got to cover up." I know you're showing just your knees and elbows, but you know, you got to keep those covered. And uh, 
don't talk down or we'll blow your face off. I mean, we have our own problems here. Um, but as much as I would normally say, look, just because one person is going through one type of pain, it doesn't mean it's any less compared to somebody else because you can't compare the kinds of pain. What you can compare is how much fascism's going on, how much uh, death is being distributed, <laughs> you know, how much suffering is being uh, implemented on others, and so on. So I'm not going to badmouth Anonymous, I'm not, but I'm also not going to be positive about Anonymous because I can't say either or for them. Because one day they might do something that I think, yeah, if I had their skill set, I would do that same damn thing. And then another day, the Anonymous Collective might do something else, and I might look at it and go, you know, even if I had that skill set, I would not have done that because I'm a different person. Yeah, there are there so. are things that uh, Anonymous have done that have been a net positive, but wrong. And, and I'm, I'm saying this in quotes for a second, wrong in the way that it was done. They have done some things that have been absolutely wonderful. They have they have found and been able to locate people who have done atrocious things. One of the examples that I've used on many occasion was uh, the picture uh, of uh, a couple of young folks that had claimed to have drowned uh, a sack full of puppies, literally in a, in a Creek. And it was just the mm. one picture that they had and goddamn 4chan, which is where anonymous has basically kind of bubbled itself out of, were able to figure out where it was, who it was and get their asses tracked down so that they could answer for the crimes of what they committed. Yeah. Folks, public service announcement here. If you do horrible things or have done horrible things, one, you're not supposed to admit it mm -hmm. Two, you definitely don't want to publish it on the internet. Reason for the second part is the internet doesn't forget. Ask Barbara Streisand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hence part of the reason why for the opening. Yeah. And part two, you'd be surprised how many places can be found out just by looking at the little snippets of data that are in picture files that you don't even realize are in there. Yeah, I but mean, they do. Um, the, the, I have lost count of the amount of memos that I've seen go out talking about metadata and mm -hmm. posting on social media. And I'm like, you know, look, your recommendation in this memo should be twofold. It should have two bullet points. Bullet point number one. If you're in a sensitive area, don't take photos. End of story. List. You know, done. It's a good one. Number two, get the hell off of social media. It's also a good one. Yeah. You do those two things, you're, you're like leaps and bounds ahead of the rest. Because there's been so much shit and it's been used against so many different countries, including our own, where something was figured out because some dickhead with a camera on their phone decided to post a picture on Facebook or Twitter or Imager or 
um, Tumblr, Any, anywhere, whatever the hell they did, they posted it online somewhere, anywhere. It doesn't matter what their security settings of their channel or page was, you know, and it, because somebody else passed it around. If you post online, somebody's going to share that. It's going to get around. So, you know, you might be proud of just how big your balls are. But if you post it on the net, your boss is going to find out. And your boss doesn't really give a damn how big your balls are. So, stop posting shit on the internet. Get the hell off of it. Seriously. Use it as a tool. Don't be a tool. Now, I was wondering if that's what you were going to end with right there. I, I was hoping it was coming. Good. Thank you. I appreciate that. God, yeah. The, it's the, the lesson of... I imparted upon my son. Yeah. In fact, I found out um, the kids at his school use one of the image services. I forget which one it is. Um, as a means of communicating daily activities, they, they tend to do more of the whole, um, a picture tells a thousand words. They use a lot more of the emojis and cons and such for sentence structure. Uh Um, and what's interesting is I got a chance to talk to a bunch of his schoolmates at a football game and, uh, it was interesting because they were holding down better and more intellectual conversations than the adults around us were doing. Um, despite what people think about this upcoming generation spending too much time in their phones and everything, while they had it out, they were having conversations. They were talking about the things that they were seeing with each other verbally and engaging and multitasking on a, on a level that I hadn't seen for quite some time. And, um, I was amazed at the complexity to which they were utilizing just a few simple little emoticon and so on to convey whole sentence structures. They're smart people. You know, this shit on the news and this shit with the politicians saying how dumb the millennials and all that shit are. They're stupid. Those people are stupid. You know? Um, Here's an example. No cap. What do you think it means? No cap? Uh, The first thing I would think of would be uh, betting. No No. ceiling. Bridget Fitch? No cap? I don't don't know. I would think no cap's a (laughs) fuck. I, <laughs> yeah, if somebody was typing all caps, I'd probably use that too. No, um, they actually took it from the uh, reference of having caps and coverings on your teeth. And oh, okay. no cap means not a fake. And oh. it can be used to reference a statement. It can be refer- uh, used to reference how a person behaves towards others. It's extremely versatile. Okay. See, this Who would is... have thought that that's extremely creative. That's much more creative than my generation and, and the generation me going cowabunga dude. Yep. 
And I'm going to make sure that uh, I put into the show notes a reference to uh, the Star Trek Next Generation episode, Darmok, because... From Tanagra. Yeah, because... <laughs> it, or at Tanagra. That that absolutely, uh, completely encapsulates uh, the the situation that we're in. Holy balls, we're, we're actually almost out of time. Crap, I didn't even... Damn, we ended up talking so much about so many different things. I, I wasn't even paying attention to the timer. <laughs> um, well, balls. That's uh, that's that's very close to what we're uh, what we're going to finish off with. Um, I'll get oh, you- and by the way, yeah. I, I do want to um, uh, stipulate one more thing. When I was talking about the the exchange of pictures in the social media uh, picture, I don't know if it was Tumblr or whatever. I. I I should have memorized it. Probably Instagram they these days. They weren't. They weren't using pictures of that they were taking with their cameras to tell the story. They were using pictures that they just randomly found on the internet to tell the stories that they wanted to to communicate. They were usually uh, what do they call it? Pictography or pictograms or, or whatever the hell it is. Close enough, sure. Yeah. So they were using images that they found on the internet to tell these stories, not you know, actually typing out long sentences and shit. And they were communicating much faster because of it. Um, in fact, if I remember correctly, I actually had a professor in one of the colleges I went to who was talking about how um, we could see a future where using, uh, because Unicode emoticons were, you know, what, we grew up with versus the standard emoticon sets emojis as it were now there there is a difference uh, for the general public there is a difference between emoticons and emojis emojis Mm -hmm. are the cute pictures you see on your phone emoticons um was when you had to draw a semicolon a dash and a parenthesis to actually make a winking smiley face Oh, yeah. sideways. Sure. Yeah. You want to do it sideways or, you, you know, you could do it the, the Japanese style, which is a parentheses, using- carrot, underscore, carrot, parentheses, which is what I'd use. Yeah. Um, you could be pregnant people, too. And, of course, there was also ASCII and all that other fun stuff. But the, the point is, is that um, um, emojis were relatively new ish in terms of popularity. And the professor was talking about, and I promise I'll wrap it up, um, that we could see a future where we use these things and hold whole conversations, which is four or five little pictures. Well, guess what? It's happening. And if we don't keep up with our kids, we're not going to be able to follow the conversation. So. And it's not just peach and eggplant bullshit. It's beyond that. But you can start there at least. Well, if you want to have a kid, sure. <laughs> oh, we said we were going to do some humor, right? Yeah, that's good. That's a good point. Bridget, what do you? What do you? What do you? What do you got left? Um, I don't. Think I have anything else left? Okay, I mean that—that's yeah. fair. You've—you've you've had the—you've had the the lion's share of everything because 
well, because you you've been the one that's been active at doing this kind of shit the most. So just napalm. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'll end off with this. There is an expression that goes, dying is easy. Humor is hard. Comedy, sorry, comedy is difficult. Dying is easy. And it's true. It's true. It's, it's easy to try to be funny. It's easy to try, but to succeed, that takes work. And sometimes yep. the black humor that we've got to try and cope with what's going on around us is all that we've got. I know for well, for me, with my little one, you know, the, he had uh, he had made the joke one time that there was a, a superhero camp, you know, when he was younger that was uh, that was going to be happening that he heard about. And his joke about it was, well, it's a, it, it's a two-week camp. Maybe, well, I mean, I've still got one parent. Maybe I can go for just one week. Because the whole Batman thing. Comedy is hard. You know, knowing where that line is. But sometimes we need to use it just to keep our own damn sanity. Out of context, yeah, it's it's probably going to be seen as a little bit hurtful at times. But just remember something. Sometimes it's what we need to do in order to make it through. And sometimes, just sometimes, you can actually use it for good. Not always. So don't take legal advice from this podcast about it. We need to get our asses on out of here. So as always, everybody, thank you for being with us. Hope that you had yourself a good week, had a good time with us, and you got something to think about for the week ahead. As always, Stephanie, you, you're the only one tonight. And yeah, I, I didn't let you know about this. Uh, Felix was supposed to have been um, busy this weekend so, sorry, I should have warned you about that ahead of time. But thank you for you know carrying part of the conversation. It's always appreciated. So you you take care of yourself. Seriously, take care of yourself because the weather systems the, this particular month are probably going to be not happy because you know weather systems thrill a minute. Tech. Yes, I'm. Glad you made it. No, actually, no. I, I, I am. You didn't. You didn't pick on me this week. So, um, thanks. You're welcome. You take care of yourself, huh? I, I try hard. I fail, but you know, I try hard. But you try. So you know, there's there's that for you. So good on you, man. Seriously, thank you. You take care of yourself, and hopefully, fact, I think we see. We next did week. a song. What? Spy hard. Yeah. Try hard. Spy hard. You got a spy heart. Sorry. No, it's okay. It's okay. I'm I'm just realizing that uh, that was that was from the first verse, the pitch that you hit. So <laughs> you actually got the pitch pretty pretty close on accurate. So thank you, man. <laughs> Bridget, 
guess what time it is and oh my god um before you go ahead and give your fu i'm uh -huh. i'm going to give an anti fu okay to the special master <laughs> who has basically said look put up or shut up I'm I'm highly paraphrasing legalese, but effectively it's come down to put up or shut up. And I, like so many others, I'm just totally on board for that one. So, oh, that was awesome. that was amazing. It was awesome. It's about time to hear that one. So, who gets your special flying asshole award for this week? Probably to be somebody that none of you have heard of, but he's come across my radar. Oh no. John Kibbs, go fuck yourself. And if you want to know who that is, he's the guy who primaried Representative Peter Meyer, who voted to impeach Trump. And the reason why he has gotten my ire this week is because he wants to abolish the 19th Amendment. Because patriarchy, because women belong in the home and they should hold, not be in charge of voting. Hold it. Or anything else. Very quickly, the 19th is about what? Gave the women the right to vote. Yeah. And that one went into effect for white women in the United States what year? 1920. Well, it was passed in 1990. It was ratified in 1920. Oh, God, I mansplained. I'm sorry. You got the numbers wrong anyway. But. 1919? He says that ever since the suffragette movement happened, that America has been suffering because women should not be allowed to vote. Women should be subservient to men because of the patriarchy. Blah, blah, blah. So he can just go fuck right off with that. That's fair. That's and keep her. fucking off. I will. Uh, I, I will link the Schoolhouse Rock wrong. video for this the 19th Amendment because it was a that was a good one. According to the National Archives, it was passed by Congress in the 1919 and ratified in 1920. Yeah, but which see, is what I said. Yeah, yeah, but but Tech, you had said 1990, and no, then and then gonna, 1920. Oh, sh I misspoke. Yes, you I did. dyslexia the mouth. And it's perfectly understandable, especially considering that we've been talking up until uh locally oh. Roller light. It, well, I was I was about to say, but see, the, the clock on my Windows install currently says six fourteen AM, which is <laughs> not local time. That's UTC. <laughs> you know, Windows, you may uh, all right, you know remember what? Remember when they came out with blinds for Windows? I remember when they came out with Microsoft Bob for Windows 95. Don't fuck with me tonight. I've got too much shit that I have to go through in our chat before I get done for tonight. So, yay, we need to get on over. So, you have yourself a good week, hun. And um, seriously, glad you're able to make it and stay awake long enough for this. Yeah, me too. So, everybody, thank you very much for being with us. If you would like to join us next week, feel free. You know, we're always it here. It still exists. It does. It does. Although, 
<laughs> All of our contact information is over at holycrapthevlogcast.com. If you'd like the audio version of the show, you can download it from there. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message, I would love to get a voicemail message every once in a while. Phone number is 859-HCTV-554. Country code one, because of course America's got to have the number one country code. I don't know. Well, no, one. it's not because we're number one. It's because it's North it America was invented here. It's it's because it's North America. Because it would also be one to Canada, so mm, it's North America. Eight five nine eight five nine four two eight eight five five four. I am not doing the double number thing that you guys do over there in the UK because fuck that shit. It drives me up a wall. Whenever I try to do it, it always screws me up, and I've tried to follow my own self as I'm saying it, and I can't even. So you know, no, I don't know how the hell you people are able to do that. It it it, it drives me up a goddamn wall. It's funny as all hell for me, but it still drives me up a wall. Anyway, you all have yourselves a good, safe week. Please stay safe, stay healthy. Um, remember, there are variants of COVID still out there. Please, if you are able to get, I need to schedule uh, a, a new booster for whatever the the most recent strain um, booster is available for. So I gotta I gotta see about that for myself. But um, please stay safe. Please stay healthy, and we will see you again this time next week. So until that next time, as always, I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well, my lady, too damn many years later, but I am still in love. Matane Fujin, I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. And until the next time we're together, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.